Would you take your Bibles and turn with me today to the book of Luke chapter 1. Today I want to talk to you about a heavenly announcement. The birth of Jesus was foretold by the prophets hundreds of years before he was born in the stables of Bethlehem. It was Micah who declared, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Isaiah the prophet was another one who foretold the birth of Jesus. And he said that the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. But I want you to know that there were other heavenly beings that announced the birth of our Savior as well. I'd like to take a few moments and see how the angels were involved in this heavenly announcement. First, we know that the angel appeared to Mary in Luke chapter 1. That angel had a busy schedule. He was a busy guy. Earlier in the chapter, if you remember, the angel appeared to Zechariah the priest in the temple as he was burning incense to the Lord. And he tells Zechariah, Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they are older people. Elizabeth was unable to have children. Isn't it something how God does things when it just so happens? Have you had those experiences in your life where it just so happens? And it's so much beyond it just so happening that God ordains. I want you to know that our lives don't just happen. We serve a God of order who ordains our steps. The word tells us that we can rejoice because the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Things might just happen to other people. Things don't just happen to you. Your steps are ordered and ordained by God because you're his children. And so Zechariah, it happened to fall. It fell on the time that it was his time to go into the temple. He was part of the priests and that every so often they would serve. And they were on a rotation basis. And it, it was his time to be in the temple. And his role was to take care of the altar of incense. The angel appeared to him. He's burning incense to the Lord. This angel appeared and tells him that God had heard his prayers. And that his wife Elizabeth is going to have a son. And he says, you'll call him John. And he will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. As I said, Zechariah can't figure out how on earth is this going to happen since his wife has been unable to bear children, and he's now an old man. And so he doubts. It's amazing if an angel appears to you, and you're going to, I'm going to tell you, if you have angels appearing to you, you need to believe. 
All right? And so if you read the scripture, if you read what took place, he's startled there because he's burning this, at the, he's tending to the altar of incense. And the angel strikes him mute until the promise is brought to pass because he did not believe. I want you to take notice of where the angel appears. The angel appears at the altar of incense. The incense is the part of worship that is a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord. One commentator wrote, The significance of incense is the things of worship which are acceptably perceived, such as confessions and adorations and prayers. I think it's beyond more than just happenstance that the angel appears as he's offering that sacrifice of incense to the Lord. Has to do with worship, has to do with prayers, our prayers rising up to the Lord like a sweet incense. That part of our lips, what comes out of our mouth that is acceptable to God and praising God. Can I suggest this to you? That when the angels of the Lord, what do they do in heaven? What do we hear that they're doing? They're praising God. They're singing worship to God. I want to suggest to you that something that attracts attention of angels is praise and worship unto God. When from your heart there's a spirit of gladness and a spirit of thankfulness. I'm also going to suggest this to you. Notice how the atmosphere changes when people start grumbling and complaining. Notice how the atmosphere changes when there's an ungrateful, unholy speech coming out of your mouth. If you want to attract the demonic, then just go around complaining all the time. May I suggest to you as well that some of the reason why some people, it continues to bad after bad after bad after bad. Now, I talked to someone yesterday. I'm not talking to you. And this does not, someone said to me, I talked to him yesterday. We were talking about going through hard times. Don't think I'm talking to you. I'm not saying that. But sometimes when all that comes out of our mouth is complaining and grumbling, I'm going to suggest to you that that attracts the other side. The spirit of the Lord, you know, God, he inhabits, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And so whenever you open your mouth and all that comes out is grumbling, and I don't know that anyone's, I haven't heard anybody grumbling or complaining. I'm not saying that. But when all that comes out of your mouth is grumbling and complaining, I'm going to suggest this to you, that we open ourselves up to the demonic. When you grumble and complain, you attract you attract those things that are of the enemy. It's, that's not the place that we belong. One of the things of us is we cannot be people who are said to have an ungrateful heart, but a heart that's full of praise, okay? This angel's busy. He appears to Zechariah, and he tells him of these great things that God is going to do through his son. And then the next thing that we see, an announcement was made to Mary. Can I suggest this to you? That when God wants to do something great in your life, oftentimes he will announce to you. He will let you know the things that he has planned for you. And you may think that it's crazy. You may think it seems strange. You may think, is this just me? Am I seeing things? In Luke chapter 1 verse 26, an announcement was made to Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married 
to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God, listen to this, underline this one in your Bible, highlight it, circle it, whatever you do. For no word from God will ever fail. For I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. Your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. One of the things I want to point out to you is, whenever God makes an announcement to you, oftentimes we have a response much like Mary's. But how will this be? How will this be? God may come to you and speak to your heart and he says, I'm going to bless your business. Or he may say, I'm going to save your relative. Or I'm bringing your children home. Or I'm restoring this area of your life. And your question to God is, how will this be? She was up against an impossible situation because she was a virgin. How is it possible that I'm going to have a child. I'm not married yet. I've not been with a man. How is this possible? But I want you to notice this, what the scripture says. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. We know that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she conceived. But I want to suggest to you that the things that in our lives that seem impossible, the areas where we wonder, how could this ever possibly happen? The answer to you is the same that the answer was to Mary. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Friend, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, something changes. The Holy Spirit brings those things that are impossible to reality. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Then notice what he said. For no word from God will ever fail. When God makes an announcement to you, when God shows up in your life and begins to speak words of hope and truth, when God begins to say nice things about you, it's kind of funny. If someone greeted me, if an angel appeared and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you, I'd be feeling pretty good. It's not like, hey, you're a jerk. Hey, ugly, look here. You know what I mean? It's nothing like that. It says, greetings, you who are highly favored. Friend, when God speaks something into your life, when he makes an announcement in your life, when you're reading his word and one of those promises, you know the difference of when you're reading and, you know, you're just reading through.
And you know when the Spirit of the Lord quickens something from His Word to you. That that's your promise for today. That's God's Word to you. When He brings one of those promises to you, can I encourage you to quit doubting? To quit expressing with your mouth all of the reasons why it could not happen. All the reasons why God won't restore those things in your life. All the reasons why your kids won't be saved. All the reasons why God can't use you. Instead of saying that, can you believe the promises of God? Because as the angel said, no word from God will ever fail. An announcement was also made to Joseph. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, means the anointed one, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. He loved her. But he was heartbroken that this had taken place in their lives. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Can you imagine? Joseph probably needed an angel to show up. Don't you think? People want to be called spiritual. There would be a sense of shame. There would be a sense of embarrassment. There would be, it would be like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, sure. Joseph probably needed the reality to be able to follow through on what God had called him to do. He probably needed a word from the Lord. Whenever you need a word from the Lord, if he has to send an angel to confirm, oftentimes the word that he sends to us, he's given us his word here. This is his word to us. This is his will revealed. You will understand and learn who God is, his will and his plan for your life. But God also made an announcement to Joseph. He sent that angel to minister to Joseph and to speak to him, to tell him, Joseph, you go ahead. What is conceived in Mary, what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also at work. He plants things inside of us. He plants visions and dreams and things that he wants to do and the ways that he wants to use us through our lives. It's actually been implanted in you by the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of things that when God speaks to us, we think, well, I don't know if that's God. That's probably just me. 
There's things of areas of ministry that, and goals that God has. Things that are of the Spirit. Where you long to accomplish things for God. You long to be used of God. May I suggest to you that those are implanted inside of you by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we struggle because what we think, well, this is just my idea. This is just my thoughts. But I want to affirm to you that it was planted in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. So an announcement was made to Joseph. And and next we see that an announcement was made to the shepherds. In Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And listen to this. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and got into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in their hearts. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. When it comes to angels, we often really don't think about them too much throughout the year unless Christmas. There's a lot that we know about angels. There's a lot that we don't know. We know that angels are not to be worshipped. They are created beings. We know that a third of them fell from heaven because of rebellion against God, joined with Lucifer. Oftentimes we think of angels just like singing. They're just floating and singing. Hmm. In Scripture, we find that angels are really super powerful beings. The death angel that went throughout Egypt, killing all the firstborn. David saw, whenever David sinned, remember? And he saw the angel of the Lord who was bringing judgment 
And he prayed that God would stop and bring the judgment upon him and his family instead of the innocent people. And so we realize that angels are powerful beings that do God's bidding. They do as well. They don't just make public service announcements. They don't just show up and hang out out in the field once in a while like a choir. The Bible tells us this. And I quoted it as we began our service, Psalms 34, 7. It says that the angels of the Lord encamp around about those who fear him, and he delivers them. Psalms 91, 11 and 12 says that he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And while angels do make public service announcements, angels do appear and they worship God, but the angels of the Lord do God's bidding. I mentioned it earlier. Oftentimes there is a whole realm. There's a whole realm in the spirit that many people's eyes are closed to. We're oblivious to. The Bible tells us this, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. There is a spiritual battle that takes place in the heavenlies all around us. I noticed this. I noticed that there are certain things that even when you talk about them or when you engage in them, demons are really fallen angels. That's what they, they would be. They're spiritual beings. You notice that when we see the epidemics that we have of drug addiction and alcoholism, what do they call it? They call it wine and what? Wine and spirits. They call it wine and spirits. People think that's ironic. No, that's just the reality. In the spiritual realm, when people engage in things that alter their mind, they open themselves up to demonic forces and demonic powers. Uh, wine and spirits. You see the things that people, the how far people will go and the control that it has over them. Another area where we see the demonic is when you find someone who allows bitterness and unforgiveness into their lives. Ungrateful, unholy. It's amazing how far and how controlled someone can become whenever they open themselves up to unforgiveness, to bitterness, to resentment. Sexual immorality is another one of those areas. It's truly demonically influenced. You will see people who will give away over half of what they've worked for all their lives. You've worked your entire life and you will give it away. They will lose their children. They will lose their families. They will surrender everything. You cannot be in your right mind. There has to be an influence that is taking place in the spiritual realm that would cause someone to say, hey, listen, this is going to cost you. I know you're 60 years old, but this is going to cost you over half of what you work for all your life. Your reputation, that's going to be gone. Your relationship with your children, that's going to be gone. So much people give up because of lust and sexual immorality and pornography. If you don't think that there are demonic forces, you just need to go talk to some people. Because I'm telling you, there are demonic forces that are at work that are trying to destroy, that are trying to blind, that are trying 
to lie to, to take captive. But you know what? As much darkness and as much evil as there are, we also have this beautiful assurance. Remember the prophet, whenever he looked and they were surrounded and his servant comes running to him was Elijah and he prayed that his servant's eyes would be open. He comes stressed out. He comes all worried. The city is surrounded. What are we going to do? And he prayed that his eyes would be open. And he saw chariots of fire surrounding on a mountaintop. And, you know, the reality of it is those who are for us are more than those who are against us. Greater is he who lives and dwells inside of us than he that is in the world. And so while we do need to recognize as a church that angels don't just do public service announcements, and it's beautiful when they do, but the angels of the Lord encamp around about those who fear him. That the angels of the Lord, they do God's bidding. Some of you, you've kept your angels pretty busy. The Bible says that we're to show hospitality because in doing so, you may entertain angels unaware. And I'm not seeing angels every day. But I know this, I know that we live in a spiritual world where I can have this assurance that the angels of the Lord encamp around about me, that they're going to keep me, they're going to watch over me, they're going to do the will of the Lord. So give us great confidence and assurance. Daniel had an angel who appeared and shut the mouth of a lion. How about that? Whenever you need it, God will do whatever he needs to to guard and to protect and to preserve you, even if it means sending an angel. Whenever God speaks, whenever God intervenes in our lives, I hope that you will find great assurance and comfort in knowing that truth that his angels encamp around about us. Father, today we thank you for the angels in the heavenly host who sang worship and praise, who declared, who announced the birth of our Savior. I thank you for those angels, Lord, that spoke peace to Joseph, that spoke comfort to Mary. And I thank you for the angels of the Lord. They're going to watch over my friends' families. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for someone here today There's nothing that they can do about certain situations. I thank you that you'll give your angels charge over them. I thank you, Lord, that there's situations they can't do anything about. They can't protect. They can't stop. They can't intervene. But, Lord, you have the authority. Your angels charge over them to keep them, to protect them. I thank you for the times, Lord, that we are unaware. We are unaware of your divine intervention of your divine protection, of your divine guidance in our lives. I thank you for the times in which you've blocked our way, the times in which you've, you've stopped some people in this room from going a direction you didn't want them to go, Lord. You literally blocked their way. And so, Father, we give you praise knowing that you are actively engaged and involved in our lives. Not only... 2,000 years ago at the birth of Jesus. But your angels do your bidding even today. They are messengers of yours. So Lord, we thank for the work of the Spirit in our lives and we'll give you praise and thanks for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.